0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I have another amazing guest for you. Her name is Kara Butel. Say hello.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: Good, good. (laughs) Uh, So if you can start with telling the audience who you are, what you do, and how did you get into the industry...
1: Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, as you obviously mentioned, my name is Kara. I work with Georgie Fear, who um, you had on the podcast a few weeks or a month ago, um, and her company, One by One Nutrition. So we do weight loss or fat loss-based skills coaching for nutrition. Um, I've been working with her for, I think, about two and a half years now it's been. So yeah. And how I got into the industry. That is a very roundabout question. <laughs> um, I came into it in probably the most indirect manner you possibly could. <laughs> so my, my bachelor's degree is in chemistry uh, and forensic science. And when I was going through my undergrad program, um, I ended up getting an internship at the FBI. At their lab and you know through one thing after another I ended up eventually being employed there uh, full-time so that was actually my first job out of college was uh, working for the FBI and uh, I worked there for five years and I ended up kind of getting stuck in Um, it was a a great organization. Can't say anything bad about them, but, um, with, I, I got there in 2008. So of course, very soon after that, the government kind of went nutty and trying to move around or go anywhere else, uh, wasn't really happening. So I ended up stuck in a specific job title that, um, I did not enjoy and I was trying to figure out an escape plan. And so I said, all right, well." what, what do I want to do? I said, I know that I enjoy science. I know that I want to do something that works with people, helping people. And I know that I enjoy in my free time, you know, eating healthy, working out. I was kind of really into reading about fitness at that point. So I said, all right, let me go and get a master's in nutrition. So that's what I did. So I went and I I started my, my master's degree and about halfway through, I realized, okay, school is great, but the practical application of actually working with people, um, how does that part work? Because I don't feel like school is preparing me for that. So while I was still in the program, I reached out to Georgie who I'd been following on her blog for a while. And, um, I, I knew that I really respected the way that she, seemed to kind of operate in the way that she wrote and the way that like her approach seemed to be. So I reached out to her and I said, look, I would love to sign up with you as like a client, but I don't actually want to lose weight myself. I basically want to learn how you do what you do Um, because I'd like to do that someday. And she was like, sure, let's do it. And so that's how I got started with Georgie. Uh, she was a fabulous mentor for me and that kind of evolved into my current job. So, um, after learning the ropes from her and finishing my degree, here I am.
0: Man, that's a huge change going from the FBI to nutrition (laughs) coaching. Oh,
1: yes. (laughs) Yes. It's definitely a complete 180, 360, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. It's a little bit. Yeah. Whenever I I tell anybody my story, they go, wow, that's weird. I'm like, oh, yeah, Yeah. I know.
0: (laughs) So were you ever like nervous at all to make like the initial jump to like from a different career right away?
1: Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, it's terrifying. You know, you work um, you know, for the federal government, and you can say what you want about them, but you know, I had a very steady paycheck that had great benefits, and I was basically saying, "All right, bye. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this away and just see what happens."
0: Well, I think that's so, pretty yeah, that badass, was... though. Like FBI, okay. <laughs> right?
1: That's yeah, a pretty cool yeah. title.
0: That's a pretty cool title.
1: <laughs> yes, it definitely is. It it looks good on a on a resume, or when I talk to, you know, new people that I haven't met before. They go, Oh, that's neat. I'm like, yeah, but I don't do that anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a good conversation piece, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, if somebody meets me now when I'm not obviously living in DC, they're like, so what do you do? And I tell them and they're like, Oh, so how'd you get here? And then I kind of go into this whole spiel and they're like, wow, that is not at all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah."
0: (laughs) So what made you kind of like jump into like Georgie's Method, uh, methods for nutrition compared to like, and I'll say going with like precision nutrition or some other person out there that does nutrition coaching.
1: Well, interestingly enough, actually, PN was on my radar and it's part of the reason actually that Georgie was on my radar as well. Um, Georgie worked for PN for a while. I don't know exactly how long. Um, And I had been following her personal blog the whole time. And uh, so when I started thinking about, okay, well, what am I going to do? I actually did do the PN level one coaching certificate. So I did that program. Um, and then after that was done, I said, all right, well, do I want to see, cause they were talking about their level two program, which wasn't actually a thing yet. They kept talking about how it was coming and it was basically a mentorship program like what I wanted to do, but it wasn't ready. Wasn't ready. Wasn't ready. And they said, okay, well, I'm getting sick of waiting for you. (laughs) So, um, you know, I, so I toyed around with the idea of signing up for their, you know, coaching program, um, in the same, like I, you know, way that I ended up signing up with Georgie. And, uh, it just, when I looked at it, I said, okay, this seems like, like a year long commitment and the photos and the the transformation cuts. I'm like, I really don't want any of that. I just want, really to learn. And that didn't really seem like the avenue that actually, that was kind of a square peg round hole type of solution. Mm -hmm. Um, so I said, well, Georgie has worked for PN now she's out on her own. Um, so she probably took the good stuff from there and has made it even better on her own because why do you leave, you know, an organization like PN that has such a great reputation unless, you know, you think, okay, that's awesome, but I can do something different. So I went all right, let's let's see what Georgie's like and she blew me away with her fabulousness.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like she's one of those people that's like a complete innovator and she, I think she's one of those people that can just work a lot better if she had complete freedom and was able to do anything that she wanted.
1: Absolutely. And and it's not just her either. You know, I, I you know, she works with her husband Roland and he he's not really like the the face of the company, but he does all of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So although, you know, you, you hear Georgie's name a lot, you cause her, her name is on the book, you know, the lean habits book and, um, all of that. So, uh, but Roland is, is, you know, an equal player, uh, in the, the company owning role. And actually they just brought on a partner, Josh Hillis as well. Um, so they are all three kind of combined into one very awesome head of the company.
0: Yeah, definitely. I have actually bought Georgie's book and like, I think I read it within a day or two and I was like, this is just pure gold. Love it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It really is. The approach is just, it's so down to earth, right. And it's so approachable and that's what I love about it. You know, there's no judgment. There's just, this is, you know, kind of an evidence-based reasoning why this kind of approach works and we will help you to, to develop these skills and to, to be able to eat well in real life. You know, there's no meal plan. There's no counting, you know, X numbers of whatever of this, that, and the other thing, you know, it's very real life down to earth approachable. And I love that about it.
0: This is like, Perfect, because my next question is, what's your philosophy on nutrition and healthy eating?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, uh, I wish I could have said I planned that segue, but I I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really, my kind of overarching philosophy kind of has to do exactly with what I just said, you know, being uh, approachable and down to earth. But if I had to kind of sum it up even more succinctly, I would say it's got to be kind of the KISS principle, the keep it simple, stupid, principle of healthy eating, you know, because there is so much information out there. And if you really want to, you can absolutely get into the weeds on stuff. You know, you can get into the metabolism of different nutrients and, and, you know, molecules, and you can get down into really, really, really nitty gritty stuff. But when it all comes down to it, a general population client who just wants to lose some weight, like there are some very easy, approachable, real life, you know, strategies and tactics that we can use to help them on their journey. And they don't need to know any of this metabolism and, you know, minutia. They need, you know, kind of the bird's eye view of like, okay, this is, you know, this is the one step we're going to take right now. And we'll keep it simple. We'll make it something that you are super confident that you can handle and actually do. And then we'll just go from there, you know? So one step at a time, keep it simple and, you know, make it enjoyable.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people, if it's almost too simple, they're like, that doesn't make sense. Like they almost want something really difficult because they think that's what's going to get them to their goal. Like they almost have to suffer in order to feel better.
1: Right. That's like the entire diet industry in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what's been drilled into all of our heads for, for so long, you know, and, and I will say that, you know, the diet industry has some really amazeballs marketing because,
0: yeah, you
1: know, it is so ingrained in all of our minds that like, oh, if I want to lose weight, then I basically have to be starving and avoiding any food that is actually enjoyable and I have to be exercising a billion hours a week. And it's just, it's, it's going to totally suck. And therefore I don't even want to start.
0: Yeah. Like another one is like yeah. people expect it so quickly too. Like they'll see something yes. online that it's like, oh, it's a thirty day diet, I'm gonna totally do it and mm-hmm. then my whole life's gonna change. It's like it might take a little longer than thirty days.
1: Right, absolutely. You know, and, and you know, if you've got the the willpower and the cutspar or whatever, you can do just about anything for thirty days, no matter how much it sucks. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, you can, you can get through those 30 days, you know, restricting, 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 and sure, you'll probably end up losing some weight, but what happens on day 31?
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're back to square one.
1: You know, I mean, (laughs) if, if you haven't actually taken any skills or strategies from that 30 days and learned to apply them in your real life when you're not on like, Oh, it's just this 30 days then you are, you're back right where you started and you just went through 30 days of hell for nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's why I really like the idea of like building habits that's going to last for a long, long time. And like with every client that I get, they always ask me, so like, what foods am I not allowed to eat? I'm like, no, you can eat food. It's just, you know, what you're doing on a daily basis and what your behavior is plays a huge role of how you're going to feel and how you're going to look within a year
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I love the, you know, the cliche, everything in moderation, yeah.
0: because
1: it, again, it's a, it's a very simplified sentence that encompasses a lot. And it just kind of says, you know, look, you don't have to leave anything completely off limits. Like we're going to be realistic here. Like, you know, if you really love Reese's peanut butter cups, then I'm not going to tell you to never eat a Reese's peanut butter cup again, but yeah. <laughs> like, because that's not realistic. It's not going to happen. So let's find a way to incorporate it in a way that's manageable, where you can still reach your goals, but not suffer along the way.
0: Definitely. Um, so if you had a brand new client sign up with you, and you know they're following all your instructions and methods and everything, at what point do you usually see, on average, like kind of like that breakthrough moment where they're like, "I finally get it. I can finally do this." Like, how long does that usually take?
1: Oh, wow, that is so individual. Yeah, I know. um it really depends. Um I do primarily the group coaching mm-hmm. um program through one by one, so we we have one on you know we have one on one clients at one by one yeah. <laughs> as well. I know that's very confusing um you know, where people are doing you know phone calls with their coach, and it's very, very specific to their own individual journey. We also have a group program which We've completely overhauled along the way. Um, and so right now it's cool because everybody, even though it's a group program, they're still able to have their own journey and pick like which skill they want to work on, how long they want to work on it, um, and we're there to help and support them along the way. But since there's kind of so much autonomy, you know, which is a great thing, but everybody is also on a slightly different path. And so it's really hard to say like, okay, somebody starts on day one and by day 90, they're saying, aha, I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's really hard to kind of quantify because some people go through the first you know, couple of weeks and they're like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Like yeah, yeah. epiphany moment. And it's like two weeks in and other people, it takes a little bit longer. And it just, it really just depends on where each individual person is coming from.
0: Exa yeah, uh, how long is the coaching program that you guys have? Is it a full year or is it like by month?
1: It is month by month. So people okay. can sign up and stay as long as they need to, um or as long as they want to. And we are there uh for as much help as they need or want along the way. So we've got different like tiers mm-hmm. to the program because um, we've got a bunch of lessons. We've got written and audio and video lessons for them on each of the skills that we coach. And then we've got a private Facebook group that everybody is in and we can all interact. So we do coaching in the group. Um, you know, if somebody posts a question, obviously the coaches are in there, uh, you know, answering and, and helping out. Um, what's awesome about that is that then all of the clients also get to chime in, you know, so if somebody is struggling with say, I don't know, packing a lunch for work, you'll get the input from the coaches, but then also from the other clients who are working on some more things. So it's really awesome.
0: Yeah. That's great. I was just asking, yeah. cause I think PN has like, you have to sign up for a full year, I think. And right. then, um, I was talking to Krista Scott Dixon and I asked her the same question. like, what point do you see like the average client finally kind of make that breakthrough? And I think mm. they have like something where they kind of connect with you at least once a week or twice a week or kind of like check in every day. And yeah. she was saying that, you know, on average, by like month eight is where that kind of like breakthrough for the client is. And I was like, Holy crap, that's a lot of freaking work. And you're like signed up to right. an actual like nutrition coaching thing where, you know, someone's on you all the time, but for like the right. average person thinking that they could change your life in 30 days, it's like, it's going to take right. a lot longer if you don't have actually somebody guiding you towards that goal.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know, the Facebook group is awesome because everybody, you know they're able to help each other along the journey too. And I think that sense of community is really important. And then the actual like coaching above and beyond that. So that's actually like our first, you know, tier. I mentioned tiers. That's like our first tier. The tier after that is adding on email support with a coach. So like that's, you know, a big part of where I come in and, you know, I'm emailing, you know, those people every week saying, how is it going? Like, tell me what's going on. Are you having any difficulties, any challenges, any struggles? And, you know, I work with them one-on-one over email to help them through whatever issue they're having with whatever skill they're practicing. Um, and then again, above and beyond that, the next tier is basically the one-on-one coaching with phone calls and everything. Um, but but it's cool because yeah there there's it's so hard to say when that that epiphany comes but yeah. what's cool is that they don't have to be there a minimum or a maximum amount of time like they can stay until they they have that aha moment and they can stay past it and you know they're basically free to to leave whenever they want but you know the majority are are staying on cuz they they appreciate all of the all of the help and the support that they're getting through their journey.
0: It's interesting, like person to person is so individualized. Like an example I've been telling people now is I've had a client for probably three years and he's been like, you know, he'll show up to the gym. I think it was like one day a week in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And then in that month, he would maybe make like two or three. And then eventually I'm like, you know, maybe one day a week's not enough. You should maybe come twice. And he's like, yeah, I totally get it. And even coming in twice a week, he would miss like one week, come the next week, miss the next one and kind of like all over the place. And only Mm -hmm. till recently, maybe like two months ago, he's like, all right, I want to come in four days a week. I want to sign up for some nutrition coaching. And he like completely flipped over to like making breakfast for himself, eating salads every day. Like, it's like, it's such a huge switch and I've never seen that happen. I'm like, what the hell happened? He's like, I don't know. I just felt like it was time and I had to do it. So it's like, yeah. it's interesting to me, like something just switches on in your brain that you're like, okay, I'm ready. Finally. Where some people yeah. know that they should be exercising and eating healthy, but it's not really a priority yet. And they're kind of just going through the motions.
1: Absolutely. Cause I think a lot of us have that, that should in the back of our heads, like yeah. I should be doing this, I should be doing that, but it's not actually connected to any like internal motivator or value. And eventually down the line, you know, when something like that, it happens like that, like epiphany that he had, you know, he must have found something to connect it to that mattered to him. You know, I don't know if he's got kids or anything, but like a lot of people are like, oh, I really wanted to you know, make some changes because, you know, I, my daughter just had, you know, my first grandbaby and now I really want to be able to keep up with said grandbaby. And like, so now they've got this like internal motivator, this thing that's not just like, oh, I should, because experts say that I should be doing this. You know, they have their own personal, really motivating reason.
0: Yeah. I think it's tough because sometimes when they think it's a should and not like, oh, I want to, they look at it as like mm-hmm. a chore and they almost dread going to the gym or dread like eating healthy and it's just not fun.
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's such a big part of of this kind of transformation to, to connect it to your own personal values, like to connect it to things that are important to you. Like, you know, somebody will say, you know, oh, my goal is to lose, you know, 10 pounds or 20 pounds and it's like, okay, but why, like, why do you want to lose those 10 pounds? What, what will be better when you lose 10 pounds? Like what, what will be more awesome in your life 20 pounds from now, you know, and connected to that so that they're not so focused just on that number because that number, like it's a number. Okay. That's data. But like what else, like you'll be able to fit into your favorite jeans again. You'll be, you know, you won't get exhausted going up a flight of stairs. Like, real world applications you yeah. know of yeah. what in making these improvements will improve for you in your daily life
0: i think the thing that you said with like the facebook group like that sense of community is also really important because i've seen it because i'm doing a transformation challenge right now with i think about 14 clients and the facebook group for us is like huge because that same person he came on and he was seeing like everything that everyone else was posting and like What I did there is like, if you post a picture of your food for like just one meal per day, you got five points for it. And then he was seeing other people are eating. He's like, Oh, okay. I can do that. That's easy. And like, Mm -hmm. everyone just comes together and it kind of just makes that transition a little bit easier. And I was talking to, uh, Kevin Larrabee about the whole idea of, you know, having a good community at your gym, because sometimes I think a majority of people will join like a big box gym, like a golds or for example, and, uh, You know, it's okay. Like, no one really knows who you are. You don't feel that comfortable trying something new because everyone. you feel like everyone's watching you. But if you went to a gym where every staff member knew who you were, the clients knew who you were, you'd actually want to go and not feel like, oh, it's 5 o'clock. I'm not going to go to the gym today after work.
1: Right. Absolutely. Like, that's actually... um something that, you know, cause my, my mom actually, she, she's big into fitness, but not in the same way that I am. So like when I go to the gym, you know, uh, I, I prefer to lift, you know, I do the deadlifts and the squats and, and all of that type of stuff. And so it's, if you want to talk about a like, community, it's actually like, it's a little bit, I guess, lonely. Cause I've got my earphones in, like I'm, I'm just there. I'm doing my thing. My mom, however, is the opposite. So she loves group, fitness things. Mm -hmm. Um, and she thrives on that community, you know, interaction, you know, so, so she, you know, in my hometown where she just moved away from those, she had this huge community of gym friends because they all did the same classes. And so part of the reason to go isn't just for your own fitness because yes, you do enjoy it. That's why you started, but the community keeps you, coming back for more. And I think that's, you know, such a really cool thing to have. Like community is so important, both in real life and on Facebook, you know, cause there's, there's pros and cons, obviously to both, you know? Um, but I think in Facebook land, like, you know, cause we're always like, Oh, so much screen time and yeah. we're so connected yeah. and, and yeah, there's definitely cons to it, but there are so many benefits too to finding a community of like-minded people that, you know, cause maybe wherever you live, there aren't a whole bunch of people interested in the same stuff. So being able to reach, you know, across different States and across different countries and finding all of these other people that are like, yeah, I like the same stuff you do. It's like, all right, I have found my tribe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like for me, the gym that I train out of ever since we switched to just semi-private training where you have like three to four clients at a time those clients become like such good friends to the point that they're like, as they're walking out the door, they're still talking and they're like in the parking lot, still talking. And I'm like, you guys can go home now. And then they're planning like (laughs) things to do on the weekends, like cycle and stuff like that. And they're going to be with you forever. They're never going to leave.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that.
0: So going back to nutrition coaching, um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that say like if men have a harder time or women have a harder time trying to grasp everything or is it kind of like equal on both levels? Um,
1: yeah, I really don't see a lot of difference. Mm -hmm. Um, we do have primarily female clients. Um, we have a few guys in there periodically. Um, but we do have primarily, uh, females. So it's hard because we don't have like a 50, 50, you know, um, Mm -hmm community to pull from. But um I think, you know, kinda of going back to the idea of like, you know, Bird versus like minutia, like if somebody was doing something like like where you really need to get them, I think absolutely there would be you know some major differences between you know men and women. But that's also not the population that we coach. So most of our clients are looking for like general fat loss. And so when it comes to that, there are a lot of skills that I mean they really kind of just apply across the board. And I think there's not a huge difference between like we're we're still teaching, you know, tuning into your, your hunger cues, you know, that a lot of people have been ignoring for years and, you know, your fullness cues and that type of stuff. And, um, so yeah, I really don't see a a big difference between male and female.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of women especially are more open to getting help when it comes to exercise and nutrition, whereas guys, they feel like they could do it on their own, but they don't really see that much success that way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i can totally see that um i think yeah i i think that that could totally play a role
0: yeah because i've like my probably clientele is probably 80 to 90 percent women and they all like for years they've been trying to get their husbands in and i think on average it takes about three years for their husbands to finally show up <laughs> to start working out because <laughs> they keep saying things like oh you know i can do that on my own or i can just go buy a book and read and yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on television. Yeah, Asian.
1: absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I can totally see that. And some women are that way too. I I tend to be that way. I tend to be like, I I can totally do this myself. And it's like, no, no, you really probably shouldn't try to like fix the plumbing yourself. You should probably call somebody yeah. who knows what they're doing.
0: It's like, yeah, if I don't feel my low back on deadlifts, I'm doing it right. Right. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? If you had to have like five, like, key values on, like, long-term weight loss success, what would they be?
1: Oh, goodness. Five key values on weight loss success. It's got to be doable. It it absolutely has to be something that fits in with whatever lifestyle you have going on. You know, if you're a busy mom, you're going to be a little bit different than somebody who's, you know, single and has all the free time in the world, you know? So you're going to have different limitations and, uh, things that you have to work around. And so you have to be realistic about your life and what you can and can't do and can, and can't handle. So whatever changes may be doable. Um, they have to not suck. They have to be <laughs> enjoyable because you're not going to stick with something that sucks for very long. um, I would say that having support is a really crucial element. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a big Facebook community of, you know, everyone and their mom that loves the same thing that you do, but even just having, you know, your, your spouse or partner or your kid or your parent, somebody who knows what you're doing and why, and is like, absolutely. I got your back. Like, I think what you're doing is great and, you know, helping you along the way, being that shoulder to cry on if you need it for whatever reason. Um, I think support is huge. Uh, let's see, two more. <laughs>
0: well, I was gonna stop you for a second for support. Okay. Do you ever find that sometimes when people go into the coaching program or just in general people trying to get healthier, say they're in a family and that one person in the family decides to get healthy, but the rest of the family are like slobs? How would you like approach them for them to be, you know, supportive of the person trying to get healthy without making them feel? like they need to change.
1: Right. And it is a tricky balance, you know, because you don't want to force your newfound, you know, hobbies or enjoyments or skills on other people. Um, some people who have like, you know, like I said, we work with primarily women. So for the most part, people are having husbands that, you know, aren't on board. Um, sometimes, you know, their husband really wants to keep, you know, his, you know, cabinet full of snacky foods that he just munches on all day long or whatever. And so we'll say, you know, look, you know, you don't have to say, oh, I can't have them in the house, but maybe keep them to a cabinet that is like just for him. You know, so he's got his, you know, quote, dash. And, you know, you also don't have to have it you know, staring you in the face every three seconds by being in like, you know, the cabinets that you use while you're cooking dinner, you know? So, so there, there is a balance that can be struck. Um, you know, if you're having family meals, it can be a little tricky because, you know, if you're going from, you know, I don't even know, just dinners of like, just, Stouffer's macaroni and cheese or something to, you know, all of a sudden I want to have this, you know, shrimp quinoa salad, (laughs) you know, I mean, some people might be like, what the heck is this? So you baby step into it like anything else. You know, we try not to overhaul people all at once. It's, you know, small changes, small steps that feel doable. And so, you know, maybe they can start adding some protein to their macaroni and cheese and, you know, the husband can either eat that or not eat that as he so chooses, but at least it's there for you to eat, you know, that type of stuff. So, you know, there's, there's a balance to be struck because you have to be, you know, respectful, not trying to, you know, what you want to do on everyone else in the house. But, um, but you have to also stand up for you as well and not let others bully you into not doing it either. So again, it's just, it's just finding what works for each family.
0: That's funny. I think it's always the husbands. And I I get stories from my clients where it's like, yeah, they'll just sit on the couch eating a whole bag of chips while I'm eating my salad. It's not fair. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes it just takes, you know having that, that discussion with the partner or the spouse, and then to just say, look, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you to not eat your chips. Like I want you to enjoy your chips, but I'm telling you that it's, it makes it very difficult for me when you're sitting next to me eating them 24 seven, you know, so absolutely eat your chips, but like, don't offer me them every five seconds because I, I would like to say no. And when you ask me 27 times, it becomes more difficult to say no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, so, you know, again, it comes down to just having a, a frank discussion of like. like. Like, this is helpful for me, and I would like maybe more of this that's helpful, and this is really unhelpful. If we can find a way to avoid the stuff that's unhelpful, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. So two more from you? Oh,
1: God. All right. I know, Uh, know. It's so
0: hard. (laughs) Think on the spot.
1: I know, right? I'm like, oh, man, I didn't think there'd be a quiz. (laughs) Um, So let's see. It has to be doable. It has to be enjoyable. You have to have support. Um... I think really connecting it to your value. So, you know, whether you want to call it motivation or inspiration or whatever, finding your real underlying reasons for why you want to make these changes. Like, and, and we really like to talk with clients about finding like the positive, you know, so not, I want to, you know, be smaller. I want to weigh less, but I want to, you know, enjoy being more active. I want to, you know, not have food cravings feel like they're ruling my life. You know, I want to find peace with food or, or something like that. So kind of finding the, the positive wording of the values that are really underlying why you're doing this in the first place. Um, cause that's something that connects it and keeps you moving towards that, that good thing, you know? Um, a uh, last one, hmm, I'm drawing a blank. Those seem like the four major ones, so yeah. I'll I'll keep thinking, but I don't want to, you know, make some really weird long pause on this recording <laughs> yeah. either, so I'll keep thinking.
0: But, like, the value is a good, a, um, good example because, like, you can almost tie that into, like, having a specific goal because that's going to keep you going. Because mm-hmm. that's why I always kind of ask clients, like, they always come in, yeah, I want to lose weight. I'm like, well, why? I keep, like, hitting that why to Great. figure out what it is, And sometimes like with women, it's like, well, I just want to be stronger. I feel really weak. I'm like, all right, so let's teach you how to deadlift. Let's get to like a full chin up at body weight. And now they have that in their back of their head and they're coming in knowing that they're working at that goal. And then when they hit it, it's like, okay, what's next? What do you want to do now? And that kind of just like cycles in that every time you, you know, come into the gym or you're making another meal, you're getting better at what you're trying to aim for.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So now, do you
0: believe in motivation? Is it like a real thing or are you kind of like on the fence of it? Because like, I know some people say that, you know, motivation is not a real thing. It's either you want to do it or you don't want to do it. And it's not important enough, like whatever you're trying to get at. Like, what's your take on that?
1: Um, It's kind of both. And I know that's not maybe the answer that you want, <laughs> but you know, cause motivation can play a role. You know, I just talked about, you know, the, 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 motivation of, of finding that, that driving force that kind of underlies it, that positive motivator, um, for each person. Um, so absolutely, I think it's a piece, you know, because it definitely helps. um, but I think you can't rely completely on motivation either, you know, because there, there's something to be said for consistency because really the name of the game, like if you're going to make progress, the biggest player in that is being consistent, whether it's, you know, getting that chin up or, you know, maxing out your deadlift or, you know, losing the 20 pounds or whatever it is, the consistency is what really pays off. And, you know, Anyone who's gone to the gym for any length of time will tell you there are days when they're just like screw it I do not feel like going today. But a lot of the time if they actually go, okay, I just have to get there, I have to get through some of it. I don't even have to get through all of it. I just have to get up and go. And they go and 9 times out of 10 they leave and they feel better that they went and did it. So kind of having that consistency piece in the back of your pocket, you know, it is a big factor too. And so whether the motivation is there or not, like, even if you're not like, rah, 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 yay, let's do this, you know, putting that consistency into place and being like, all right, I've got this. This is what I do. I, you know, may be having an off day, but it's what I do. I'm here. I'm checking in. We're all right. Like, and we just keep going. So yes and no.
0: Oh, that's huge. Like when people ask like what the key to success is with like fitness and healthy eating, I'm like, freaking consistency all you got to do is just show up no matter how you feel just show up like I've told that to so many clients and like all right well I'm going out drinking tomorrow but I'll show up on Thursday morning I'm like I don't care you You just got to show up it could be an easy workout but the moment they break that pattern of not showing up they just fall into a bad habit of like oh I can just skip it I don't need to I don't need to and it just completely destroys your good streak and I, right? I've seen with a couple clients, cause was it two years ago, the gym that I was working at actually closed down, like just shut its doors. And oh, wow. one, I was out of a job for like two months, like no big deal. I just bought a house. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah. you know, we had like huge following of clients and I remember getting like emails and texts and phone calls almost every day saying, Oh, are you ready to train yet? Are you ready to train yet? It's like, well, one, I don't have a place, but, um, it was interesting to see which clients came back right away and which ones took a little longer. And there was a handful of them where, you know, they were really, really consistent coming two to three days a week, really big in our community of a gym. And it took them like close to a year for them to come back of me, like emailing, calling like, Hey, it's time. Like you should, you should come back. And it's just like, it just broke the habit. Like, you know, we Mm -hmm. couldn't do anything by the gym closing, but you know, something significant like that where you're forced without any guidance and you're like, Oh, this is weird. I
1: can't do anything anymore.
0: Right. Like you just got to keep showing up.
1: Right. Right. And, and, you know, I, I want to, you know, for anybody listening to this, I don't want people to think that like, they have to have like this streak going and like the second they break it, like they're completely screwed either. Like, you know, obviously, you know, you have to, you know, roll with the punches too, but you know, consistency is best that you can, you know, when taking life into consideration, you know, is a big deal. Like, you know, so don't rely just on the motivation. Do, you know, have that consistency piece as well, but like, don't get like so bummed out by like, a one drop in consistency, like the one time that you don't do it, you yeah. are like, ah, oh, well now I'm not consistent. So might as well go, you know, stuff my face full of Ben and Jerry's for three weeks straight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: no, I tell clients, like even when they're feeling down where, you know, they don't feel like the progress is going. And I'm like, you know, you got to look at the small victories that you've had say this past year. And like, mm-hmm. usually it's like, you know, this past year before that, you've never went to the gym in your life. And now you're coming in one day a week. That's huge! Like you changed your life just by that. And they're like, "Oh, I guess so." It's like, no, that's huge! Like you're working out. You've never done that before in your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We we're really big on celebrating all of like any and all successes. You know, even when you know a client you know posts in the Facebook group or emails, and they're just like, "I totally blew it yesterday. Yesterday was terrible." Blah blah blah. I go, "There was probably still something good in there." what was the something good? Like it could be anything. And it's like, Oh, I still had broccoli with my sandwich at lunch. There you go. Like you ate a vegetable and that's good. (laughs) Like there is still something good there, (laughs) regardless of how the rest of the day went, there is always something good.
0: And when I ask like clients on how their nutrition's going, they usually tell me what's wrong with it. And I'm like, okay, well, what did you, what do you feel like you've been doing great at? And then they start thinking, they're like, oh, well, I've actually been doing this, this, and that, so I guess it's okay, <laughs> right? right? It's like people automatically yeah. want to go to like the worst idea or worst thing they've done, not yeah. think of like, oh, I've been drinking water every day and not Pepsi, for example, right? Like, I don't know Absolutely. how the brain does that, but it automatically likes to go into the negative.
1: It does. It really does. It's like such an autopilot response, and I think that's why it's so important for the coach to say like, but yeah, but what was good? Like, like let's flip the script because I know that you think you should only tell me the things that you think are quote wrong or quote bad, but we want to pull out all that good stuff because I know all of that good stuff is in there. So pull that out and let's snowball that. Let's, you know, feed off of that because that's so much more interesting and enjoyable than just like, oh, this was a a, a little negative blip. So let's Let's focus on this negative thing and fix it. No, let's, you know, that might not even be the best use of our time. Let's focus on the good stuff, and it'll spread from there.
0: Now, what do you think are, like, a couple, like, major things that stops people from achieving, like, success? Like, what have you seen that pops up usually?
1: Um... I think and I wouldn't say that it's anything that, you know, like permanently prevents anybody from from having success. But there's like these little thoughts and these little beliefs that all of us have to some extent that can create bigger obstacles um, than we need on, on like our journey. So Georgie has this wonderful term for them and she calls them sabotaging thoughts. And I wish I had, you know, some magically awesome, like better term for them, but I don't like, it's such a good term that it's just, it's, it really encompasses what they are, you know? So, you know, going back to the, the idea of, you know, talking about negative, you know, negativity and trying to flip it to a positive, you know, people will say things like, you know, when I eat, you know, one piece of, candy or whatever. I can't stop. Like, it's like, I'm addicted to sugar and I just can't stop ever. And it's like, okay, but that's, that's a sabotaging thought. Because if you think, you know, Georgie has this great analogy too, you know, if somebody was sitting there with a gun to your head, you would stop eating the sugar. Like, yeah. so it's not, it's not that you can't, you are absolutely capable, but you've got this belief that is like so deep seated in there that you can't, but I know that you can, it's just something you haven't practiced before. So maybe you don't feel confident, you know, that you can do it, but you can, and will help show you that you can, you know, so, so taking those thoughts that aren't completely true and helping people to flip them into something that is true, that is more realistic, that is, you know, and flipping it to be positive, something that they can take a positive, actionable spin on. Or, you know, when that little voice pops up that says, you can't or you shouldn't or you, you know, you're bad, blah, blah, blah. Learning to talk back to that little, like, inner voice that pops up and, you know, start to argue with it because that little voice is a pain in the butt and it's wrong and it's standing in your way. (laughs)
0: And it's interesting, like this whole podcast interview, we haven't even spoken about like what you should be eating or not eating or how much or how little, but (laughs) actually like what's going on inside your head and what your behavior Mm -hmm. is. And that's like, it's just huge. And the more I'm in this industry, the more I realize that I'm not like a nutrition coach, but like almost like a psychologist to figure out what's going on inside them. Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel the same way, you know, because that's the part that the media loves to talk about the, oh, the magical foods that you should be eating and the, the toxic foods you should not be eating. You know, they love those types of headlines, but it's just, again, those are like little minutiae things like, yes, okay, maybe a Twinkie is not the wisest choice compared to you yeah. know, something else, but most people know that right? You know, and working with them on like actually how to incorporate all of these things that they already kind of know and putting them into real life, I think is where, you know, so much of the coaching is because a lot of people, like people aren't stupid. You know, people know that broccoli is better for you than a Twinkie. It's, Mm -hmm. but actually getting to the point where like they want to choose to eat the broccoli over the Twinkie, that's where the magic happens.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I think (laughs) the worst is like, when a client comes up to you, they're like, so I was watching Dr. Oz last night and he said, I'm like, oh, great.
1: (laughs) You're like, oh no. Yeah,
0: It's like, (laughs) tell me about this magical pill. (laughs) Actually, there was one time when I was at a a business conference and the guy beside me, like we started chatting and I told him I was a trainer and he's like, oh, so what do you think of this uh, diet pill? And I'm like, well, you know, if it actually worked like everybody would be really thin and lean and shredded and there wouldn't be an obesity like epidemic. And he's like, well, this is meant for like older people. I'm like, still it's the same thing. (laughs) But it's like the moment they like say like the Dr. Oz or like a show or I saw this ad, it's like, it's probably too good to be true. It's just hard work. Right. Right. It's really hard to like sell hard work to somebody. It's not that. uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: I don't know it's. It's like when you watch any kind of infomercial, it's like trying to get the f- results as fast as possible. But in reality, mm-hmm. it's like you know you could probably change your whole life around and stay that way in like five years. <laughs> 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 and even yeah, then. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. But that's, that doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sell. Not
0: not at all. (laughs) It's like eight minute abs, right? Like that whole thing. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Oh my goodness.
0: Uh, So last question, because we're starting to run out of time. Where can people find you online? And if you're on social media, any new projects, if you have a website, things like that.
1: I do. So I am on Facebook. Um, I've got a couple different profiles though. So I'll oh. <laughs> you talking about, well, cause I've got like my personal one. That's like just really my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have kind of like my professional one. Um, so the picture that you shared of, you know, who you're talking to, you know, me on the, the cruise ship balcony, that's my professional, uh, Facebook. So that's just on Facebook as Cara butel. Um, the one that has three names, carabinetti butel. That's not my professional one. That's my personal one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, So just Carabutel on Facebook. I also have a blog, and so the blog also has a Facebook page. um, And my blog is called Raising Nutrition. Uh, And then obviously on Facebook, it's also Raising Nutrition, and I think my name is there as well. So it's like Raising Nutrition-Carabutel or something like that um, on Facebook. Perfect. Uh, Twitter, yeah, Twitter I have, and it's Raising Nutrition, but nutrition is spelled funny because there was only so many characters. So it's like (laughs) Nutri... And so I think the I and the O are erased in nutrition. Uh, and yeah, that's it. That's pretty much, I, I'm not on like Instagram or all these other, you know, Snapchats and all that. I'm a little bit old fashioned. I try to minimize <laughs> where I can, you know, going back to the the idea of simplicity. So I really only have the the Facebook and the Twitter. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's a lot to manage if you're like on every freaking social media platform.
1: I can't, I really don't know how other people do it. I'm just like, oh, I I can barely keep this straight. Like the fact that I have two profiles and a blog page on Facebook is already too much for me. I'm like, I I can barely keep those straight.
0: (laughs) Well, that's why like companies hire people to do their social media for them because it's like a full time job. Like, I oh even, like, God. find for myself, like, I post something every single day, and I'm like, this takes freaking forever, but...
1: I know, it really is, and, like, you start to delve into, like, you know, you start to get sucked into this world of, like, oh, social media, like, marketing, and it's like, who has time to learn about this stuff? Like, I just want to do what I'm doing and let the social just take care of itself magically. Like, isn't there, like, a <laughs> yeah. magic social media pill I can take somewhere?
0: There should be, like, an app eventually where it's, like, you just, like, talk or think, and it'll just post everything for you <laughs>
1: it'll just do it for me that would be magical <laughs>
0: yeah all right so i want to thank you for your time and this was freaking awesome
1: oh yeah thank you so much for having me on this is my my first podcast ever so i'm very excited to uh, have been chatting with you
0: yeah you did great
1: <laughs> oh thanks <laughs>
0: all right so that was the end of episode 20 Hopefully you guys got something good out of it. And I want to thank you all again for the continued support. So please, if you can, share this podcast, get on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, anything, and just promote Cut the Shit, Get Fit, as I want to reach as many people as possible that are struggling with weight loss, and I just want to help them all. So that would be a great, awesome way of you guys helping me. And again, get on to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio to subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week.